Thanks for listening to Ryan's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. As a military job seeker, chances are you've been cautioned not to work with a military recruiting firm at some point leading up to or during your transition. There are many articles online that tell you that you'll have just as many options on your own, recruiters are only motivated by personal gain rather than your success, and the list goes on and on. We've heard a lot of this advice too, so we wanted to give you the lowdown on working with a military recruiter from our perspective. Steve Jones, former Army officer and recruiter at Orion, joins the show to debunk the top 10 myths about working with a military recruiter. If you're listening to the show on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, make sure you subscribe and share with a friend. We'd love to get your feedback on this show, so if you have any questions about this interview or topics for a future podcast, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. For any of our listeners who did not hear you on the previous episode that you were on, can you tell me a little bit about your background and also what you do here at Orion? Absolutely, yeah. So uh, I'm a former JMO officer or junior military officer. Um, <clears throat> I did a pretty typical career path. Uh, I went through ROTC uh, out of Penn State University, uh, Army ROTC, um, on a, a scholarship there. Um, I graduated there in 2008, and I commissioned as an AG officer or adjutant general, pretty much for anyone that doesn't know what that is, it's uh, just like HR for the Army. <laughs> so not a very glamorous job or a cool job. Um, but uh, anyway, did that for uh, pretty much about five years. I did one deployment to Iraq uh, for a year. Uh, I did get to do a headquarters command uh, for a year as well. Those were pretty much the two things I wanted to do, you know, getting into the military. Um, so at that time, I decided to transition out, um, and I, I really had no idea what I was going to do. Um, I, I don't have a technical degree. Uh, my, my degree's in education. At that point, I really didn't have a desire to be a teacher anymore. Um, and then with my military skill set being basically in HR, I was like, I don't really know how that translates into the into the civilian world or what I would do. I really had no clue what to do. I was pretty lucky to have uh, a friend who had just used Orion, uh, told me about Orion, and I said, okay, I can use all the help I can get. Um, and then I ended up going to a hiring conference uh, and a, a fantastic experience. I interviewed with four or five companies. I think I had three that I moved forward with. I had two offers, uh, and I ended up accepting a job with um, Best Buy. So I did a Best Buy distribution center and uh, I was basically in charge of customer service as a supervisor and then uh, I moved into quality assurance control uh, as a management level. I was there for about three years. Really a great job. I mean, it was a, a good job for me coming out um, and really the, the leadership aspect is what, um, what landed me that job. And then uh, after about three years, um, I kind of started looking for something else uh, just, you know, kind of passively searching. I reached back out to Orion and said, hey, you know, I'm passively looking, just curious to see what other opportunities are out there. And this opportunity presented itself as a recruiter. And I was like, man, my experience with Orion was so good. I, I think I would really enjoy, you know, helping other officers transitioning out just like me and going through that experience. I, I easily, you know, jumped on the opportunity. And I've been with Orion now for about two and a half years. Uh, and again, my focus is more on recruiting military officers. Orion in general does everything from technicians, uh, you know, to uh, junior roles, more senior roles. I mean, we pretty much do it all. My focus is more on the uh, on the junior military officers. So, um, but yeah, like I said, two and a half years I've been here, haven't looked back. Uh, I really enjoy what I do, and I I love helping veterans as well that are in the same boat as me. 
That's really cool, Steve. I actually didn't know that about your background with you having been at Best Buy too. So I think it almost gives you a little bit of a different perspective than maybe some of our recruiters who transition out of the military and come straight to work for Orion because you had the experience as a job seeker and then in a post-military career and then Orion. So I think it gives you a unique perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, well, that's why I enjoy talking to candidates because I've lived it. I've, I've walked through it. I got a job through Orion at the conference. Like I said, so I've done the conference aspect. I've seen the direct placement aspect. Um, so I've, I've gone through it. So I, I think it makes me more effective and, and I guess more, not, I don't want to say trustworthy because you obviously any candidate can trust our recruiters, but I mean, I just think my experience really helps translate into, you know, success for other candidates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. So our topic today um, is going to be just debunking some of the myths that I'm sure you hear a lot as a recruiter, especially because you said that you're focused on um, junior military officer recruiting. So, you know, being in the military recruitment business, I know that you and I could talk all day about the benefits of working with a recruiter. But with that, I know that there can still be some skepticism out there on whether or not a military recruiter or a military job seeker really needs that assistance. Um, you know, sure. is it going to be beneficial to their career search? If the recruiters will have their best interest in mind, there's, you know, just a long list that we've compiled. So there is a lot to unpack here. What I thought we could do is just run through the list of some of the most frequently heard myths that um, we hear here at Orion, and then I will have you debunk them. Does that sound good? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, awesome. So starting out with number one. Um, a lot of military candidates might think that someone with military experience does not need to work with a military recruiter because companies are already very vocal and, um, you know, insistent about, like, why they're hiring veterans. So because of the fact that companies are saying that they want to do that, a lot of times people think, well, why would we need a military recruiter? So what would you say to that? Well, the way I kind of look at that is um, I think of it like, you know, going to the gym or, or trying to get on a workout plan or something like that. Um, could I do that myself? I, absolutely. Um, you know, I could make my own plan. I could look up, you know, on Google or try to figure out things that have worked in the past. But uh, I mean, there's always more of a benefit to, to have kind of a partner or a coach or somebody that's there, you know, with you. And especially, I mean, you could have a friend that's, you know, maybe just spotting you, making sure you're doing things right. Um, but even having like a personal trainer that's there to say, hey, you know, I'm in the industry. I know exactly what you need to do to hit your goals, and I'm going to help you get there, uh, not just through motivation, but also helping with technique and things like that. So that's kind of how I view this uh, as a recruiter. It's, you know, there, there's no downside to working with us. Um, in fact, we will help you in the interview prep. Uh, we'll help make sure that your your resume uh, is the best foot, the best representation of, of who you are and what your skill sets are. Um, and, and the other aspect is we have, we pretty much have the inside track with these hiring managers that we're working with. Um, so yeah, companies do want to hire veterans. That's why they come to us. Um, you know, so if you're doing that on your own, like I said, does that mean you're not going to be successful? Of course not. You could do that on your own and, and possibly see some success. But again, having us there in your corner and having someone that can, uh, you know, advocate for you and, and get your resume in front of hiring managers a lot quicker than you applying through a website or something like that. Uh, I think that only gives you increased odds that you'll at least get set up with an interview. And then from there, obviously, it's on the candidate to, you know, have a good interview, be prepared um, and go into that, you know, with the right mindset. But again, we're there to help coach that aspect as well. So, I mean, all of mm -hmm. that is more the benefits of working, you know, with a recruiting 
company because we can set you up with that kind of stuff and uh, make sure you're prepared. Uh, and again, make interviews actually happen rather than, you know, sitting and waiting, hoping somebody viewed your resume that you applied online. Right. Well, you know, I really like that analogy that you made about um, kind of just health and fitness, because it's very true. You could look up different tips and workout plans, diets online, but it's really not one size fits all. So what works for me might not work for you. And really same with, you know, in the job seeker realm, where if a military candidate goes online and they're looking up something, even if it's as simple as like an MOS translator, we know that those really are not as, um, you know, they can maybe give you an idea or a starting point, but it's not going to tell you exactly all of the things that you would be qualified to do. Um, or even just looking at positions on a company's website, um, they might say that they're committed to hiring veterans, but that doesn't mean they are committed to hiring you as a veteran. So kind of working with Orion, it sort of helps bridge that gap and get right. your resume in front of the right people, like you said. Right. So why wouldn't you want to have that in your corner, you know, if you can have it? And it, the the only flaw with that analogy is you have to pay for a personal trainer. In this case, you're not paying for our help. You're not paying a cent for us to be involved in this search and helping you in the coaching and all that. Mm -hmm. So there really is no downside to it at all. Yeah. So moving on to myth number two, in the world where, you know, 2018, you can kind of get everything you want, your fingertips, just go on Google, search for it. Um, and, you know, get results instantly, I think one of the myths is that working with a recruiter takes too much time. And I know that we addressed this a little bit in the last myth, just in terms of, you know, how effective is that going to be if you're looking for something online. But in terms of the time that it takes, what would you say to a candidate about that? Well, this one's a little confusing to me because I would, I would probably make the argument that it doesn't take too much time. But, I mean, conceding, you know, or just for argument's sake, if someone were to argue that, um, you know, I would say it's definitely time well spent, <laughs> like putting mm -hmm. time and investing that time into your job search is probably the most important thing that you can do if you're looking for a job or you don't have a job. Obviously, that's priority number one is to get a job so you can sustain your, your well-being and your livelihood. So um, for me, again, I mean, if it's if it comes down to an issue of time, you should be investing that time, whatever it takes. But again, working with a recruiter, I, I mean, I, again, I'm arguing I don't think it takes that much more time than what you would be doing on your own. Um, again, obviously, you're going to have to work on having the best resume. We can help do that. We're, we're a second set of eyes on a resume. We can have that personal touch where, you know, we can do a mock interview with you and really get you into the mode of, you know, they're going to ask me these questions. I need to be prepared for anything. Uh, we can do that. That might take some time, but that's time you need to have into the process. Um, mm -hmm. Additionally, when it comes to applying for jobs, I mean, I would argue that it's faster going through us um, because, again, we have, like I said, that inside track to hiring managers. They come to us and say, hey, this is what we're looking for. And then when we come and, and find that candidate or you know, a handful of candidates that are a fit, and we send those resumes in for review and, and get interviews set up, I would argue that that's going to be faster than you applying to that job on your own. And part of it is just sitting there and wondering, okay, has anyone seen my resume? Has anyone even looked at it? Has like anybody, any real person that can make a judgment on my resume other than some computer algorithm system, you know, that's looking for some mm -hmm. keywords? Has anyone even looked at it? So we can bypass all that. And that's where I'm saying, I think it's faster because, Clients come to us all the time. They say, hey, we wanted to fill this role yesterday. 
So we are looking for candidates now. So the faster we can go and get candidates in, the faster we can set up interviews. So I, I would even argue that it's faster in that regard. But um, again, any time that you invest into your job search is time well spent. You know, I do agree with you on that. So this one actually came from, it's interesting, if you go to Google and just type in junior military officer recruiters, there's an article that comes up that really lists lots of, um, really a lot of the myths that we're talking about, except for, you know, arguing the other side that they can, that military job seekers can do it on their own. And this one, I don't really understand either, because like you said, the amount of time that's spent working with a recruiter versus you sitting on your computer and applying to lots of jobs. I mean, I think in the past, we've all probably applied to jobs where it takes you to their applicant tracking system and you're filling out pages and pages of basically everything's on your resume, but you're having to put it into different fields and do all this different stuff that ends up taking a long time. So all it's right. really not as simple as just applying the position. And if you look at that in contrast to even maybe like a hiring conference, so you could go and you could interview with, you know, eight companies in one day. Well, in that case, you're getting much further in the hiring process than you would be just submitting an application online and you're not even wasting your time doing something like that. So I agree with you on that. And I think that this one is pretty easy in my mind to debunk. Yeah. Well, I didn't even think of that, but you, that's a great point about the hiring conferences. So, I mean, that's something that candidates can do where you said that's so efficient and it might be seem a little overwhelming, but if you can interview with four or five companies in one day, <laughs> I mean, think of how productive that's going to be. And again, that's how I got my first job coming out of the army. So um, I, I thought that was very effective and it was a great experience. So that, that's a great point too, Megan. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so moving on to number three, I know one that people have um, like in their head and this is kind of um, not even just for military job seekers, but for any job seeker in general, um, you're looking for someone who is not only going to find you a job, but also help you through the entire process. Like you mentioned the resume review and things like that. But one of the misconceptions out there is that recruiters contribute very little to um, military candidates as advisors or career coaches, and really it's all business to them. And so I know this is pro probably one that you feel pretty strongly about just because you've been on both sides of it now. So what would you say to this one? Yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, me personally, I mean, I, I take this very seriously. Um, you know, I don't just look at candidates as numbers. Um, you know, I try to have more of a personal approach to everybody and say, okay, everyone brings a little something different to the table. You know, it's not just paint by numbers. We really take a calculated effort in finding the right job for a candidate. Um, and again, the, the, it, the whole process, there's a lot more to it than just, uh, hey, here's a job, you know, do you want to interview? It's making sure that you know, when we get to that point, you say, yes, hey, I do want to, I, I would love to sit and interview with this company to make sure that we're presenting your best foot forward. And that includes the resume. And then when you get, whether it's a phone interview or an in-person interview, that you're prepared to do that the best possible way. Now, again, at the end of the day, the onus is on you as a candidate. You have to put the effort in, you have to do the prep work, you know, and again, you're the one that's going to get the job. Orion is not going to interview for you. And we're not going to tell a, a, a hiring manager, hire this person. It's going to be their decision. So you have to, at the end of the day, win that interview. But we're here to help. And again, that's the name of the game. That's what we do. It's not just a business, but that's what we do for a living. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's definitely something we take very seriously. And 
it, it's not just a paint by numbers. It is finding the best match for you and, and making sure you're prepared. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think that's very good. I think that's a very good response. So moving on to number four, I know if you're transitioning out of the military, and Steve, you know this firsthand, you're going to want to work with somebody who you think has the best chances of giving you a job. So hopefully right. our job seekers and our candidates, anyone who's listening, hopefully they consider that person to be Orion. But I know that one of the misconceptions is that military recruiters make you sign an exclusivity agreement. So can you talk a little bit about that? So some of our competitors do have you sign in a contract like that. Um, uh, and, and again, I mean, that's something for me personally, I, and I haven't, I only ever worked with Orion. So that wasn't something I even knew about until I started working for Orion and started to know a little bit more about our competitors. But I was very surprised by that. And I'm like, what, what's the benefit to the candidate of doing that? Um, and I, I can't really think of anything. It's just limiting your, your job search. And I don't know why you would do that. I mean, ultimately, your goal as a candidate is to find the best opportunity for you. Um, you know, whether that's, you know, the industry you want to be in, you know, pay is usually a big motivator for people, but, um, you know, again, limiting yourself to just what one recruiting company is going to present to you, to me, it doesn't make any sense. It, it protects them. It doesn't really protect you as a candidate. So our attitude is, you know, hey, we think that we're going to find you good opportunities that are going to be a match for what you're looking for. But if you can go find something on your own, hey, we're not going to discourage that. And, you know, we'll say, hey, that's that's something we completely expect. And we certainly have candidates find things on their own. And, you know, good luck to them. And we're very happy for them. And again, we're it's not just about a business here. We want what's best for the candidate. And I think that shows with our, our I guess, lack of a policy of having uh, an exclusivity contract. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, just to add to that, I had the opportunity to talk to Mike Starch, who is our CEO, and then also some of the founding members of Orion, who actually came from another recruiting firm. And the reason that they decided to leave that recruiting firm, so it was one of our competitors, the reason they decided to leave that firm and found Orion was because they did not like, in particular, that um, agreement of exclusivity. They did not like what you were saying. They don't want to limit anyone's options. Really, at the end of the day, what they want to do is find military candidates' jobs. So that's actually the reason why they left and came to start Orion. So that's, I think, worth pointing out so that people know that that really is something that is the core of Orion. Good. Absolutely. Okay, so word of mouth is a huge part of our business. I know our number one source of hires is referrals, and that's great because I know the military community is a very grassroots community. They talk, they help each other out. But, you know, with that, it could backfire a little bit because one of the myths that we hear a lot is um, someone's personal experience that maybe they were not helped by a recruiting firm and they found a job on their own. So they'll tell their friend who's transitioning, hey, um, this recruiting firm didn't help me, so they're not going to be able to help you. And I know we talked a little bit earlier in the show about, you know, it's not all one size fits all, but can you talk about that a little bit? Sure, sure. And I mean, I think realistically, I mean, think about it. There's not a single company out there that, or recruiting company out there that's placing 100% of the candidates that come into them. So you obviously have to expect that you know, we're not going to help every single person or not. We'll certainly make the attempt, but we might not be able to help everybody. And we, we certainly can't, but um, I would encourage people who have heard this or, you know, have friends that are telling them this kind of thing or colleagues 
you know, think back to your experience just in the military. So as an officer, you have peers in there with you. And I would ask, were you all the same? You know, was everybody cut from the same cloth, had the same performance? Absolutely not. And this is something I hear a lot from candidates is why they want to get out of the military. It's, it's kind of frustrating to see people who are underperforming, promoting at the same time and basically getting paid the same. They say, I want to be paid more for what I bring to the table and my performance. I outperform my peers and yet everything is the same. So think about those peers that are out there. And that's kind of the benefit, you know, when you have that attitude of, hey, I know I'm a top performer. I'm going to get it into the civilian world and get a job that's going to pay me based on that. You know, some of those lower performing candidates, certainly, like I said, we'll try to help them. We will present opportunities that are a match for their skill set. But again, if they don't get a job through us, you know, again, like I said before, it's on the candidate to interview well, to be prepared. Uh, you know, to know about the company they're interviewing with and, and put their best foot forward. If they don't do that and they don't get hired, again, we can only go so much. I mean, we can lead, you know, like I say, lead the mule to the water, but you can't make them drink. We can do mm -hmm. that as, you know, preparing candidates as best we can. But again, not every candidate is going to be an A candidate. That's just the reality. So um, just because we couldn't help a friend of yours or a colleague or they ended up finding something on their own, that's really no reason not to work with us. It's, again, it's a lot of the onus is on the candidate to be prepared for an interview. Yeah, I think that's that's perfect. And like you said earlier, really the onus is on the candidate to prepare. And while we'll help them with their resume and help get these interviews scheduled and different things like that, you as a recruiter cannot go into the interview and hold someone's hand and make sure that they're doing what you coach them to do. So it really does, at the end of the day, come back to each individual person. And just because Maybe, who knows, maybe your friend did not blow the interview or anything like that. Just maybe the opportunities were different. And, you know, obviously there are new opportunities coming up each and every day, different industries that are doing well, depending on the time of year and different things like that. So there's a lot of other factors that go into play than just, they didn't help me, they're not going to help you. Absolutely. Yep. Spot on. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to myth number six. A lot of candidates think that a military recruiter will not get them a job that will pay them what they're worth. And I know, you know, coming out of the military, you do have different pays and allowances and things that aren't always directly equivalent to uh, the civilian world. But can you talk a little bit about this, maybe from your own experience and then also as a recruiter? Sure. So, I mean, and I, I get that question all the time when we're initially screening somebody or, you know, having that first contact with a candidate. Um, typically, the three questions we're going to ask is, you know, what kind of job are you looking for? Where do you want to live? And what salary range are you looking to make? Um, and I always hear, you know, everyone, and this makes sense, they say, I really don't want to take a step back, or I'd really like to make either equal or more to what I'm making now, uh, which, I, you know, that makes sense, like I said. Um, so, again, we'll kind of help, you know, make sure that you're being realistic based on, again, that's why we have the knowledge we're in the business we know what basically the market value is for certain jobs so obviously engineers or more stem type of jobs are going to pay a little bit more um and and we can help you you know find a a, a good range that fits for what you should be looking for um so i think as a recruiter that's the advice i give is hey let's make sure that you're being realistic so if you know someone comes to me and says hey i want to they're a four-year transition jmo and they say i want to make you know, $150,000 a year. That's not realistic. 
And we kind of have to set those expectations. And again, that kind of helps. People say, hey, I have no idea what I can expect. And that's where our expertise comes in to say, hey, in that region, for that type of job, you know, and, and we'll straight up tell you what the job pays. That's another good benefit. If you're applying to jobs online, the salary range is not usually shown. So you'll at least have an idea through us, like, hey, this is exactly the range that they can pay. Does this make sense for you? So that's another good mm-hmm. thing that you'll know ahead of time before you even sit down for an interview. Um, yeah, well, and a lot own- of times you can't even, you can't ask in the interview. You have to wait until the offer comes over because it's, been, you know, it's not recommended to ask about pay during the interview. So you're right. You kind of have to get pretty far down the process before you'll even find out what the pay is. Exactly, exactly. Um, so for me, from my personal experience, um, and I'll say the military paid well for officers um, as a four-year, five-year captain getting out. I mean, it was making pretty good money. Um, and so I, I did take a little bit of a pay cut, but something that was unique or, or it's not unique to the civilian world is like bonus structures and things like that. So um, like I said, when I got my job at Best Buy, it took a little bit of a pay cut, not much, and it was definitely doable. And then at the end of the year, they're like, oh, by the way, you know, here's here's your assessment for the year. Here's the bonus that's going to pay out. And it's like, I've never gotten an $8,000 check, you know, ever in my life. I was like, this is amazing. And that actually made more money than what I was making in the military. So um, have that in mind. I mean, most companies will have some kind of bonus structure. You can look long term at, you know, what are their 401k matching plans and things like that. So there's more to it than just you know, hey, this is the, the salary offer. So I, those are things I wasn't, you know, when I got the job, I was like, man, I don't know, you know, I'll take a little bit of a cut. I was hoping not to have to do that. But then at the end of the day, the, the incentives and the bonuses actually made it more beneficial than what I was making in the, mil- in the military. Mm-hmm. Those are all really good points. I, re- I know that um, we had a guest on the podcast before from um, uh, someone, an author, and he was talking about Basically, you cannot expect, and I probably am not going to say this the exact way that he said it, but you can't expect to make the same on your first day at a new job as you did on your last day at the old job when you think about all of the skills and all the things that you acquired over your tenure at your previous company, you're starting out in something completely new. So it's really not uncommon to experience a little bit of a pay cut. Of course, you have to figure out if it's doable for your for yourself and for your family if you have one. But um, in my mind, it really doesn't have anything to do with working with a military recruiter in that, oh, they're going to give you jobs that pay you less. It's just, it, that's just the nature of switching careers. Absolutely. Yep. Spot. That's hit the nail on the head. And that's something candidates have to be prepared for. And, and again, I mean, and that's the other benefit we talked about of if you can go out and find that job, that's going to pay, you know, a hundred grand a year, <laughs> by all means, go find it. I mean, we'll be happy for you. You know, we're not going to be disappointed, but if that's just not realistic, you don't find it again, we're here to kind of help coach and, and, level your expectations and, and help you understand what your market value is. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. That's spot on. So moving on to myth number seven, um, recruiters don't have your best interest in mind. They just want to force you into a job that will make them the most money or is more convenient for them. And I'm sure that that's something that you do hear a lot in terms of you know, being accused, maybe I assume, Steve, that you're not accused of putting people in the wrong jobs for convenience of yourself, but you've probably right. heard it before. So can you address that one? 
Absolutely. And this, I mean, this might not be something directly, no one's ever said that to me directly, but I'm, I'm I fully understand that that's a myth that's out there. Um, and, and like I said, I mean, there's differences between Orion and other, you know, our competitors. Um, so, I mean, I can't say that that doesn't happen at other places. Um, all I know is here, something that candidates should understand. Um, so a lot of other companies work on hundred percent commissions. We have a base salary structure and, and we do have commissions or like bonus incentives and things like that. But the, the base salary helps in the fact of, you know, we don't, I, I don't have to come in here and say, man, I hope I can eat next week. I better make a placement. And that might make me a little bit more aggressive and, and just trying to find you anything rather than the right fit. Um, so I, I, I have had candidates say, Hey, if you're on a base salary, you know, plus commission, how does that, you know, how do I know you're working a hundred percent for me and that, you know, you're going to find, you're going to work your hardest to get me something. And I'd always come back with my, it's not my job to find you anything. I want to find you a, a job that's going to fit. That is something that's a good match for you. And the other aspect of that is this isn't like buying a car where, you know, as soon as you get in that car, you drive it off the lot, single transaction. As soon as it's gone, you're stuck with it. That's it. With this, when we place a candidate at a company, there's a typically a 90 day window of when you start that job, if you leave the job before 90 days is up, we do not get paid on that, that placement. So there's no incentive for me to place you with a job that is not a good fit that you're likely going to leave quickly. So there, that completely uh, takes that away where I'm not just throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. I'm really taking a more calculated effort to find you the best job or the, the job that fits for you that I believe is going to be a long-term fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Steve, I'm glad that you shared that about um, the way it works for you if you were to hire someone into a role and then they leave within a certain amount of time because – like we said before, this really isn't just a business to Orion, but if if that's the perception out there, then it's nice to pull back the curtain a little bit just to reiterate, hey, that's not what we're doing, and here's why. That would negatively affect me if I did do that. Exactly. All right, that's good. So now moving on to myth number eight. If a recruiter gets you a job, it will be lower pay because a portion of your salary will go to their fee. And I, we've touched on this a little bit, um, not maybe directly over the course of this podcast, but can you talk about that one in a little bit more detail? Yeah. So, and again, I'm hopefully I'm not giving out too much information here, but just so everyone kind of understands how the pay structure works. And so obviously, you know, by now candidates don't pay us anything to work with us. Um, the way that we get paid is there's a, a pre-negotiated fee with these companies that we work with that have come to us and said, yes, we want to hire military from you. Um, so every job that we get, there is a fee that is pre-negotiated. So let's, uh, it could be anywhere from like 10 to 20%. And um, so let's say we present a candidate and they end up, they go through the interview process and they end up getting hired and they get an offer for $80,000. Um, so if the fee on that is 20%, that's $16,000. So that fee is coming from a completely separate bucket of money, typically coming out of what I am assuming is like HR or talent acquisition. Companies have budgets for hiring. So that's where that money is coming from. So it has no effect on your salary. 
Um, it's not, you know, not no portion of your salary is coming into my bank account or anything like that, or it's not coming to Orion. That money is coming from the company from a completely separate budget, if you will. So um, if, if the job pays $80,000, it's going to pay $80,000 to whoever gets that job. Or again, there's variations based on, you know, what a candidate's skill set is. HR always does that evaluation of where you fall within that spectrum. But again, the fee has no effect on what that offer will be. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think that's definitely a good way to explain it, Steve. Um, okay, so moving on to number nine, um, hiring conferences, like you said, it was a great avenue for you when you were transitioning out of the military, and I know a lot of other job seekers say the same, but one of the myths that I've seen out there and kind of heard um, amongst candidates is that if you go to a hiring conference, you lose any advantage to differentiate yourself because you're surrounded by other veterans. So basically, you've got no competitive edge if you attend a hiring conference because at that point, you are not special as a veteran. They're surrounded by veterans. Um, I think that this one is pretty ridiculous, and there's a lot of ways to debunk it, but I would like to hear your take on it. Well, sure. I mean, again, at the end of the day, like I said at the beginning, every candidate is different. Everyone brings a different flavor to the table or different skill sets. Um, and, and again, it's all in how prepared you are. If you go into an interview saying, I'm not a good candidate or I'm not, I don't compare to these other candidates, you're probably not going to interview too well. You have to go into an interview with the, the mentality that I am the best. I am the one that you want to hire. I'm the best person for this role. And you have to have that mentality anytime you interview. So to go in already defeated of, man, I don't stack up against these other candidates. That's obviously not a recipe for success in any interview. And I mean, you have to assume that if you're saying, hey, I'm better off applying on my own because I'm military, to think that no other military people have applied to that job on their own as well, I mean, is naive. So, I mean, again, with hiring managers, with our conferences, they're bought in. They're there to hire. They wouldn't take the time out of their schedules to come spend an entire day. And most of the time it's a day and a half because they come the night before to do like a presentation most of the time. They're not going to invest that time if they're not going to take these interviews seriously and, and try to find the best candidate. So you know that you are set up with a company that is ready to hire. And as long as you're mm-hmm. prepared and you do everything you can, you know, to be prepared for that interview, you know, you'll be fine. Again, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to get moving forward with every single company, but, um, you know, as long as you do your research and you do your prepare or your preparation, you know, you'll be fine. And again, you have to figure out what differentiates you from everybody else. And mm-hmm. I remember feeling that way at my conference. It was like, you know, here I am, and I'm surrounded by, you know, academy grads or top, you know, engine, electrical engineers or <laughs> whatever. And it's like, how do I stack up against these people? Um, but again, I just, I, I moved past all that. I wasn't worried about the competition. I just went in, I, I was prepared. I did my interviews and I ended up doing very well. And that's not unique to me. I mean, I think that's very common for most of our candidates. Yeah. And, you know, I think all those points that you made are great. It's just, like we've said multiple times, but just to drive the point home is that all veterans are not created equal. So even based on that example that you just gave about being surrounded by academy grads and people that have these really impressive military backgrounds, you know, maybe the role that they would be interested in is either A, something that you're not qualified for, you know, there's, there's positions for everyone. So it's not as if there's a very limited number of positions and 
all these veterans that are there, you're, when you go to a conference, you're in an audience where the uh, people that are there and attending are already committed to hiring veterans. They have open positions. And while there may not be you know, enough open positions for every veteran that's there, it's not like you're competing for two positions and um, you know, you're up against this tough competition. So I think that's definitely a key to keep in mind. Absolutely. Yep. There's every different positions, like you said. I mean, it's not not everyone is interviewing for all of the positions that are at a conference. There's more of a picking and choosing what's right for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely. Okay. So our last myth, and um, so this is our tenth and final. I know this is something that I do not have military background, and so it's not something that I know a lot about. But I have heard that you know, leaving the military, you've got all this training and it's kind of drilled into your head, like privacy, security. Um, I know a lot of veterans don't even really have social media for those reasons. And so one of the myths that I've heard is that by working with a recruiting firm, your information will be shared with other parties that might be unrelated to your job search and um, that won't be secure. So like I said, I don't have military experience and so that's not even something I would have thought of, but is this something that you've ever heard or a concern that you may have had? Um, again, me, not really. And I haven't really heard this from candidates. I think, you know, when you're working with Orion, we typically will build a profile for you. We have a database that your information goes into. Um, but again, I mean, that's where your resumes go. So it's going to have your phone number, you know, address and all that. But um, none of that is shared without your consent to anybody. And the only time we're ever going to share that is with a company that you have told us, yes, I would like to interview with them you know, please submit my resume. I mean, that's how this works. So that's the only thing that we have, you know, and again, it's not going to be shared with anyone unless you give us consent to send it to that company, all with the intent of setting you up with an interview. So, I mean, there's really nothing else. Occasionally, I, I think in the past, I'm not sure if we still do this, we used to ask for like evaluations, uh, just because we were curious what, and sometimes companies, very rare, I don't recall companies ever really asking to see your prior evaluations from the military, but um, that will typically have like your social security number on it. Uh, obviously, if you send anything like that into us, we would ask you to please black that out or I think there's ways to save it so that it automatically populates, you know, X's over those numbers so it's not showing, mm-hmm. um, whatever that may be. I mean, again, there's no reason for us to have your social security number or any other, you know, like bank information, nothing like that. Um, probably the two biggest things are going to be what's on your resume, which is your phone number and your address. And, you know, those are certainly things you're going to need to share if you want to get a job. So, uh, but again, we're not sharing that outside of, you know, hey, you've consented that, yes, please share my resume with this company. That's really the only time we're going to do that. Yeah. And, you know, another thing to keep in mind, like you said, it's never going to be without something that you have signed up for yourself. So even, just as an example, um, we have a partnership with a company called BBMC Mortgage that assists in helping our job seekers, like say someone accepts a new position and they have to relocate as part of that role. Well, BBMC, our partnership with them is that they help our candidates um, utilize their VA home loan benefit. And so that's something where you really, we would not share your information with them, anything that you would potentially hear about them as a company would be through Orion. And the only way you would be contacted from somebody 
by that company or, you know, just, I'm just using them as an example. So if we have different partnerships with other companies would be if you opted into being contacted by them. So if you filled out a form on the website or something like that. So, um, yeah, you wouldn't have to be worried about getting spammed by um, things that are unrelated to your job search by any means. Absolutely. Yep. Very good. Well, Steve, I appreciate you joining the show today. I think that um, this has been, hopefully it's very helpful to anyone listening or anybody who either has reservations about working with a military recruiting company or has heard any of these myths in the past. And I hope that if it is helpful, they can share it with their friends, someone else that can listen to it and help them as well. So thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. It's a pleasure. I I really enjoy doing these and uh, I I hope it's helpful. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you, so if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond, so make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.